Can we give Denny a hand to welcome him tonight? Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Amen. All right, all right. All right, all right. Awesome, 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 awesome. Look at this place. Awesome, 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 awesome. Winnie, the sanctuary is bigger than all the parking spaces that we had at the old location. Just here, just here. There's more parking spaces here than there was in the entire other location. Anyway, it's so good to be with all of you, to good see Winnie and a couple other friends and faces and uh, a real honor to be here. Amen. Uh, I want to tell you uh, that we are in a new season, so I'm going to introduce that season to you. Well, I don't know about it. Well, you're going to in a minute. Because you see, God often moves in seasons. The Bible teaches first the natural, then the spiritual. Well, in the natural, especially here in the northeast corner of the United States, we understand there are four what? Seasons. And they're very separate and very distinct. And we look forward to the good ones, and we're not real crazy about the bad ones. Um, uh, but God moves in seasons, and so I'm declaring, I'm announcing, uh, I'm uh, prophesying that uh, God is moving us into a new season. And wait till you hear what it is. If you think things have been good, things are about to get gooder. I'm here to declare that there is an atmospheric change taking place in this house. Now, you can take that with you if you pastor other works and are here as visitors and friends. He's no respecter of persons, but I'm here, I'm addressing this house, so I'm declaring that the atmosphere of this church is changing. I'm declaring that a deposit is being made tonight and tomorrow morning. And it will never be the same. Because you see, when a season changes, what really changes? The atmosphere. We know what the summer atmosphere is like. We know what the winter atmosphere is like. But I'm declaring by faith, not by feelings, but by faith, I have some insight in this area, that God is charging the atmosphere of this church with himself. He's charging it with his Holy Spirit. And if you think you've seen supernatural things so far, the word of the Lord is, you ain't seen nothing yet. Now let me tell you that I itinerate, I travel the United States, I travel the world, uh, I leave this coming uh, Wednesday for uh, Japan, uh, I was in England earlier this year. I just came from Oklahoma. And before that, I came from Connecticut. And before that, I came from another place in Connecticut. And before that, I came from central New York State. And before that, I don't remember. And so I get around, and it would be easy to preach the same message in every church because it's a new audience, you know, a new group. But I'm telling you, I'm not saying something that I pulled out of my, you know, archives. I'm declaring the word of the Lord. This is a new word and a fresh word, and it's unique for this house, for those in attendance. It's no accident that the visiting pastors are here. So take this word and go back with it and expect the atmosphere of your church to change. So that's what's happening here. The Holy Spirit is charging it with himself. And what are we going to see? 
we're going to see more supernatural stuff. Maybe I didn't say that right, because that was like the high point of what I was trying to say. So what we're going to see is more signs and more wonders and more healings and more miracles. We're going to see the supernatural stuff that we've been reading about for years, and it all begins with a change of an atmosphere and our response to it. Amen. You gotta respond. You gotta respond. You gotta respond. You've gotta respond. Someone once said, What's the key to revival? And the answer is see what God is doing and do that. Well, I have a six part series on whatever. And the Holy Spirit wonderfully interrupts your six part series and does something completely different. That's the key to the supernatural. That's why prophets are known as the king of wing, because we can't map out and plan out everything God wants to do, because he always does something different. And the more supernatural your ministry is, the more flexible you need to be, and the more pliable, and the more moldable, and the more spontaneous. So for half of you who are not very spontaneous, this next season is going to require some adjustments. Because when the Holy Spirit moves, He is frequently inconvenient. Amen. He is frequently interruptive. Come on, I'm just telling you. But I want you to know the atmosphere is changing here. This will be a pivotal weekend for this church and for this ministry. And a deposit is being made. And long after I'm gone uh, from ministering here, I'm telling you the atmosphere will linger. And the deposit will grow. Amen. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. I'm going to prophesy a lot tonight, so everybody relax. And I'm going to prophesy a lot tomorrow morning, so everybody relax. But I want you to listen to me. I was prophesying over a man recently in Australia. And I start to speak in a tongue in the middle of prophesying. You know, we prophesy in English because we're English-speaking believers. And so I'm speaking in English, prophesying the word of the Lord. And then I go into a tongue and I finish the prophecy in English. So the man says to me, do you know what you just said? I said, well, yeah. I mean, I gave the prophecy. <laughs> I, I said, I have a you know, a general idea. He said, no, the, the middle part where you were praying in that other language. I said, oh, no, I, I have no idea. He goes, well, I do. He says, yes, I'm in Australia, but I'm from Egypt. I just bought this pharmacy here in Australia, but I'm Egyptian. And you are speaking to me in Coptic Egyptian, Prophet Kramer. In what? Ancient Christians in Egypt were Coptic Christians. It's one of the oldest Christian churches in the world. And this isn't street language Egyptian. It's a language that they speak only in their church services. Ancient Coptic Egyptian. I don't know how to break this to you. I don't know a whole lot of ancient Coptic Egyptian. But he said, you are just speaking to me in that tongue. 
And I had to ask him, what was I saying? And you've got to get his answer, because he said this, and he said it this way. You said, I need more joy. <laughs> and I said, are you telling me the Holy Spirit, through me, said to you, Egyptian pharmacist in Australia, that that's what the message was in Coptic Egyptian? God did all of that for you to get that point, that single truth? He said, yeah. I said, well, it's scriptural. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You've got to get this. This is going to start happening. Tongues, interpretation, signs, wonders, healings, miracles. I'm here to tell you, read the book of Acts. These are the last days. What are we waiting for? I just came from a church where parents walked up to me and said, I had, the wife said, I had three consecutive miscarriages at seven weeks. When you were here last year, you didn't know this, I was seven weeks pregnant. And you broke the spirit of barrenness off of me and you prophesied fruitfulness. Here! And they handed me this brand new little baby that was a few months old, just an infant, because she carried this baby full term, birthed it, perfectly healthy little baby, after three consecutive miscarriages at seven weeks. Amen. Now it gets even better. I'm trying to tell you, you got to set your sights higher. Get ready. This is New Testament Christianity. We are in the last days. This is it. There's no other testament coming. You know, we're not going to wait for the, you know, the newer and better testament. This is it. I was in a church recently in a leadership meeting, and a couple sat down, and we gathered around them because we were installing them as uh, an autonomous church within this network. They were going to uh, basically be on their own now and pastor the church on their own, and the leadership of this organization wanted to pray for them and bless them. So that was the purpose of us seven leaders coming up and laying hands on them. Well, before we prayed for them, they just kind of gave us an update of where they've come from and, and their vision, and okay, that's all good. And, and they said, oh, and by the way, we've been married 15 years, and uh, uh, we just had a, a terrible uh, disappointment in our marriage. Uh, we, were, we flew to another state, and we were about to pick up a little infant girl that we had legally adopted. And when we got there, one of the biological parents threw a wrench in the works and said, I've changed my mind. I'm not going to give my child up. So this young couple that we were praying for to become pastors of a church were just sitting there, you know, bleeding to death in front of us because they were extremely, extremely discouraged. And that's not why they were there, but that was part of their story. And you could just feel them bleeding, you know, on the inside because they had everything ready. They were going to adopt this little infant. And when they got there, no infant. They came home absolutely devastated. So there they were telling us this story. Okay, okay. So we all gathered around them to pray for them to become senior pastors in a church. Well, everybody else was praying about that. One of the leaders took the lead, maybe a couple of them, and these pastors are praying over this couple, but I've got this burden for their barrenness. 
I've got a burden for them. The number one miracle in my ministry has been infertile couples who cannot conceive, who have miraculous babies. Like, ask my wife. It happens all the time. For example, in Oklahoma last week. So, I'm in another state now. It happened just before this. And so, we are praying for this couple. But listen to this. My hands are laid on him, who's right in front of me. The wife is kind of over here. And I don't recall if I was able to touch her, but it didn't matter. Because I had a burden to pray for him. So the men are praying for him, and I've got my hands on him. I'm not praying about his church. I'm not praying about, I've got this burden. They don't have a baby. Listen to me. Barrenness is a curse. I didn't make that up. It's in the Bible. You've heard of the Bible? Yes, it's, it's a curse. So silently, I start to pray for them, but really him. Both my hands are on him. Watch this. As I'm praying for him, I feel the power of God go through my body. That never happens. Everything I do is by faith. I don't feel anything. If I feel anything tonight, it'll be a miracle. I stopped feeling 25 years ago. I didn't say I stopped knowing. I didn't say I stopped knowing. I said I stopped feeling. Emotional, they're not reliable. So I just did away with it. And I did a lot better job prophesying because you don't prophesy by feelings. You prophesy by faith. So I'm standing there. Now you've got to get this. I'm standing there and the power of God goes through my body, out my arms and hands into him. When I say the power of God, everyone wants to know, what's it feel like? It felt like low voltage electricity. It felt like a going through my body. It didn't hurt. It wasn't a shock. It was just a low current or a low voltage feeling, how I would describe it, of electricity. Oh, it went through my body, and it went into him. I didn't tell the soul. But I remembered what happened with Jesus. Jesus was in a crowd of folks, a big crowd. And he was walking along, and he stopped and said, Hey, to his disciples, hey, who just touched me? Did you ever read that? And they said, Lord, everybody, <laughs> everybody just touched you. What do you mean? He says, no, you don't get it. Someone just touched me differently, differently, even uniquely, than everyone else in this crowd because I felt virtue leave me. Now that word virtue means power. Look it up. It meant power. He could have said, I just felt power leave me. Jesus felt the power of God leave him. So that's what I'm thinking. I went, wow, it's never happened before to me. Hasn't happened since, but I'm telling you, I believe we're on the edge of something. So I felt that it was in April. I just got a call from him, the husband. Let's say two weeks ago, no more than two weeks ago. He called me and said, remember that prayer? Well, yeah. He said, what I want to tell you was that you had your hands laid on me, and I was the one who had the physical problems with reproduction. It wasn't my wife's womb. It was me as the male, as the father, as the father-to-be. And I said, well, why are you calling? He says, well, we're going to announce it this Sunday at church. 
we are pregnant. They've been married 15 years. They've never had a pregnancy. Never had a pregnancy. It's not like they had several and it did. They never had a pregnancy. What am I trying to tell you? It ain't about me. It's about Him. God is moving on the earth. We're going to see things. We're going to be a part of things. And it's all about a change of atmosphere. So the supernatural, everyone, is real. It is reliable. It is dependable. You can speak in Coptic Egyptian. You can have barren couples who have never had a pregnancy in their 15 years announce Sunday morning that they're about to have a baby. And I could give you a story, and I'm telling you, I could give you story after story after story, but that's enough. I want to let you know a change is taking place here, an atmospheric change. It'll linger long after I'm gone. Prophecies are going uh, to increase. Tongues and interpretation. You're going to begin to see things and see stuff and hear things and hear stuff. It's time to be New Testament saints. It's time to experience, you know, the New Testament. In the last days, Peter said, you know, Joel already told us this, in the last days he was going to pour out his spirit, you know, upon all flesh. Well, that would be us right now in 2019. So I want you to raise your level of expectation. I don't want you to say, well, I can't wait to see it happen to others. I want you to be a participant. I don't want you to be a spectator. I want you to begin to read the Bible and say, literally, why not us? Why not here? And why not now? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. And if I had time, I could tell you, I mean, just amazing stories about prophecies and their fulfillment. I mean, just amazing stories. Because you never hear the backstories. You never realize really what God is saying if, unless you really know the person. And you almost never hear of the fulfillment of uh, the prophetic words. But my wife will tell you, I get phone calls and emails and testimonies as I travel. And it is absolutely Trust me, I know me. It is absolutely amazing that the things that I say come to pass because, again, the supernatural is real. Amen. So here's what we're going to do tonight. I need some folks to come forward and stand right across the front. Zach and Christina Gass. Do I have that right? Gass. Tyler Logue and Lydia Nelson, who are engaged. Come on up, Tyler and Lydia. Jonathan and Diana Clark and Andrea... Allison? Allison. Allen's. Allison. That's what I said, Allison. Okay, okay. So what I need you to do uh, is to stand up right across the middle here so I can get my hands on you. Come on. Good. Right there. Start right here, sweetheart. Right there. Face me. Right there, right there. Right there. Da, 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 da. Right across to you so I can get my hands on you. Good, 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 good. Listen, there's something to laying on of hands. 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 You need to do it. Well, why is it so important? What I'm about to share with you is worth the price of admission that you paid to get in here tonight. It activates your gifting. What? It activates your gifting. 
You need to start laying your hands on folks. Why? It activates your gifting. What are you talking about? I have no idea what I'm going to say to any of these people. But as soon as I lay my hands on them, it'll activate my gifting. It doesn't mean that you just lay hands on people and stuff starts dropping out of heaven and you start hearing audible voices and having open visions, you know, and floating around the room. It means that you prophesy by faith, but laying hands on people can activate your gifting. If you have a healing gift or have been told you have a healing gift and no one's getting healed, it's because you're not laying hands on the sick. If you have a prophetic gift, but you're not prophesying, it's probably because you're not laying hands on individuals. So, I encourage you with this new season that we're entering tonight, with this atmospheric change, I want to participate. Don't you dare say, well, Denny Kramer said all this stuff and nothing ever happened for me. That's because you are not stirring up the gift that's on the inside of you. In fact, you're neglecting it. That's what the Bible says not to do. Do not neglect. Do not neglect. And stir up. Stir up. Do not neglect and stir up. So the reason sometimes you don't experience the next wave and the cutting edge and these atmospheric improvements is because you're not doing your part. You've got to stir it up and not neglect it. You've got to stir it up and not neglect it. That's what I have to do. And so do you. So if you want to experience what God has for us this new season in this church or in your church, you've got to participate, and you've got to do that by stirring up your gifts. Amen. Christianity is not a spectator sport. Amen. You've got to participate. So let's see what God has to say. You were already on my radar, so it's cool they brought you up. Uh, and uh, were you also a singer up there? Was that you right there? You were also on my radar, and you were on my radar, so you're ruining everything for me, because I wanted to prophesy over uh, at least these three gals. So, okay. So, what I thought uh, Chris said was excellent. Uh, Pastor Chris, I want you to rejoice this evening. If you are here to uh, put something in the offering and to um, see uh, and to worship God with that excellent worship and to uh, see and hear... Uh, uh, what God has to say to your brothers and your sisters, that's a good night. That's a good night. And so you're going to rejoice with them. Uh, we'll see what else God wants to do tonight. We also have a meeting tomorrow morning, so uh, we hope to see you then. But let's see uh, what Jesus has to say. Well, what do you mean? Well, the Bible tells us in Revelation, and you know this, that prophecy is his testimony. Prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. That means the visible and viable evidence of his presence. Isn't that awesome? I think this is better than being a Muslim. I do. I think it's better than being a Hindu. I think it's better than being a Hare Krishna. I think it's better than being a Shinto. I think it's better than being a Buddhist. I'll be with a nation of Shintos uh, in about a week. Amen. They don't know what they're missing. I'm telling you, they don't know what they're missing. Am I the only one? I gave up drugs for this. Amen. I gave up drugs for this. But the supernatural is real. It's awesome. And you, you can tap into it. Yeah, but I'm 67 years old. Well, so am I. So what? Jump in. Well, I'm 77. Doesn't matter. Your chronological age has nothing to do with it. So get ready. This is the church you're going to want to be in, in this area. You're going to want to be here because the atmosphere is going to change. 
And I know there are other pastors in nearby regions, and I say the same thing to them. If you're here tonight, it's not by accident. You're going to catch what they're giving away tonight. It's contagious. The anointing is contagious. And you're going to be able to go back to your church and declare the same atmospheric change in your church, and it's going to change. Amen. Your first name? Andrea Lebende. I am the God of the impossible, and I have already gone before you and made a way where there is no way. You're the product of divine direction, says God. You're the product of a series of miracles that has brought you through sorrow and sadness and tragedy and loss. But the Lord would say, the road ahead of you is well mapped out, well planned out. For I am the God that makes a way where there is no way. And you're dealing with some circumstances right now because you like to think everything through. You like to process everything to death. And you've been saying, God, I can think this through, but I don't see how it's going to happen. I don't see how it's going to happen. The Lord says, my daughter, I love you, but there's a lot you don't see. I'm going to begin to open doors. That's what I do. That's who I am. And I'll open a series of doors for you that will place you in the center of the will of God. You will move in the power of God. For I have been stirring you on the inside to consider a role of leadership in the church for which you are uncomfortable, for which you lack confidence, for which you have said, young women don't do what I'm supposed to do, God. So what's up with that? God says, do not argue with me, for I do not call the qualified But I do qualify the called, and you will occupy a unique place of ministry in the church, an influencer to your generation, and this night I'm impregnating your spirit with prophecy. You're going to prophesy a lot. You're going to prophesy a lot. You're going to prophesy a lot. For the Lord would say, even as a pregnant woman begins to feel life in her womb, You're going to begin to feel that stirring and that churning on the inside of your spiritual womb. And the people of God will not be able to shut you up. They will not be able to intimidate you. So stir it up and start prophesying now. Stir it up and start prophesying now. Let the past be the past. Let the sorrows and the heartaches, you know, weeping last only for one night. But then joy! comes in the morning. So get up tomorrow morning early. Seek my face. Psalms 23, 24, 25, 26, and ooh, 27 are for you. I'm bringing you into a new season. Out with the old and in with the new. You said finally. Out with the old and in with the new. A brand new season. Walk by faith and not by sight. I'm ordering your steps. Get ready to influence your generation influencer of God, (laughs) says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. You may be seated. That's a good response. Now, are you guys engaged? You're the the married couple. Who are the engaged couple? You're engaged. Okay, don't touch her. You're engaged. I want a clear and obvious space right here. I'm just teasing. And your first name? Jonathan. Jonathan Ann. Diana. Diane, join hands if you guys would. Lebende. Faithful, 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 faithful. A couple who's done the will of God when it wasn't fun, when it wasn't popular, when they paid a terrible price in friends and uh, even family that, that you were going to do the will of God regardless of what they thought. Lord says you too could care less what man's opinions are of you and you. You've done the will of God. You've run the race. 
uh, you've come through a season of hard uh, things, disappointments, sorrows, and losses. I'm going to make up there. I'm going to make up there with a series of blessings there upon you and you. You're going to make up for the season you've just come through. I'm going to make up for the season you just came through. I'm now going to rebuke all forms of barrenness, all forms of struggles and difficulties. And God says, fruitful, 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 fruitful in every area of your life. The Lord says, the blessing of the Lord that has been resisted by a host of devils, a blessing that I had for you and you on your lives, your marriage, your family, your, your occupations. God would say, the enemy uh, tried to come against the both of you. And he threw against you a horde of demonic individuals meant to undermine you. Demons and devils came at you. Demons and devils came at you, but you had your armor on. And you put the shield up. And you took the sword. And you had your way with them. And there are demonic fatalities all around you. Your ministry name says, show no mercy. Show no mercy. Where's the couple that shows no mercy? But God would say, I'm now going to come through for the both of you. And I'm bringing you two into a season of refreshing. You're welcome. I'm bringing you into a season of restoration. Restoration. This morning, I required the devil to come to me. Lucifer appealed to, appeared to me and bowed down. And I told him to take his hands off of you. The season of testing is behind you. And now I told him to send the same uh, devils to return everything that was taken. Those devils are coming back and they're putting back in place everything they took from you. And God would say, get ready for the angel of the Lord uh, to minister to both of you. There are areas of sickness and disease that have tried to come on you. I break off of both of you a spirit of infirmity. And now you will not have insomnia. You will sleep like a baby. His snoring will no longer wake you up. And God would say, get ready, man. And woman of God, everything that was taken from you, oh, is, oh, is being restored. Oh, Shama, is being restored uh, seven times, seven times. Oh, seven times, seven times what was taken. Seven times, seven times, seven times. And because you two have not entertained bitterness or resentment or unforgiveness, which the enemy tempted you with, I've decided to bless you above and beyond your wildest imaginations. Continue to shepherd the flock. Both of you have a pastoral gift, a pastoral instinct. Continue to shepherd the flock. Continue uh, to guard them and to guide them and to protect them. For the Lord would say, your influence in the church is now increasing, and your role as a pastoral people is now going to be more clearly defined and seen. Get ready, pastors. Uh, get ready for a new wave of young people to come into the house of God. They're going to say, yeah, we heard a lot about this church. And God says, get ready, the millennials are coming. Get ready, the millennials are coming. Get ready, the millennials are coming. And get ready, the millennials are coming. Amen. Now, how long have you love birds been married? Is that correct? Yes. Good job. Good job. Good job. Um, I have no idea... Uh, who you are or where you live, um, but the house that you're in now is too small. You need more square footage. You've had conversations like, we need to grow and expand and we don't have enough land or enough square footage. So get ready for a bigger house, more square footage on a significant piece of land. The Lord also shows me changes of occupation or occupations. I have no idea if it's one or two, but I see a change of direction even in the area of occupation and income, says the Lord. The Lord also told me to tell you that about a year and a half ago, someone came into your house that had some spiritual issues, 
And uh, when they left, the spirit stayed in your house. They left, and that spirit stayed in your house. You've known about this. You've felt it. You've sensed it. You've smelled it. Especially at night, something happens. It comes out of the closets. It comes out of the woodwork, and it begins to bring fear and torment. And the Lord would say, he's going to show you who this person is. You're going to know what was dropped off and left in the house. And if there's anything that he or she gave you, anything connected with him or her that's still in your house, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. I'm going to clear your house. I'm going to clean the atmosphere. I'm going to fill it with the love and the joy and the peace that you used to know. Also, you have had a supernatural ability to hear from God, but you have come close to quenching it because you haven't wanted to face the possibility of error or mistakes or being wrong or being rejected. But the Lord would say that comes with the territory of being prophetic. So I'm not asking you, I'm telling you, says the Lord, stir up the gift, stir up the gift, stir up the gift. Um, Were you on the keyboard? Is that what you were doing? Keep doing that. But there's a prophetic unction on you. There's one on this little girl, and there's one on you as well. So you've got to stir it up, but get ready to prophesy. I told her about ten times. Get ready to prophesy. Same to you, same to you, same to you, same to you. There's a business opportunity coming your way. It's not quite at your doorstep, but it's about to be. And you two are going to look at it and say, it's too big of a risk. We don't think we're going to do it. But God is going to speak to you. He's going to confirm it by some other supernatural means. And you're going to step into that business opportunity. And it's going to be wildly successful. And it's going to provide you with a significant source of income. Slap me five. Amen. 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 And your first name? What is it? Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Shake my hand. God bless you. And your name? Lydia. Hey, Lydia. God bless you. When you guys tie in the knot? Next year. Next September, this time next year. Okay. It's a long way off. I'm sorry, I'm old school. I'm not saying this to embarrass you. I'm not saying this to criticize you. I'm not saying this to pry into your personal affairs. I'm elated that you're getting married. And maybe you have a reason why. Uh, you need to wait for uh, a year. So I respect that. Um, if I could intrude, and if I could stick my nose in it, I'd say make it happen as soon as possible. But that's just me, so we'll go from there. So, lebede. <laughs> now remember, they're not married, so I'm prophesying over two individuals. And what's really neat is that I'm making her so embarrassed, she's all red-faced, and she's turning red because I'm embarrassing her. Shalebe. Uh, I found you, I saved you, I brought you into the church, I began to give you, give you a burden for the lost. Evangelist, 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 evangelist. The Lord would say to this house and the people around him, do not quench his gifting, do not quench his anointing, do not try to make him like everybody else. When I made him, I threw away the mold. He's different. He's unique. He's wonderfully spontaneous. I'm going to use you, my son, evangelistically. There are unsaved people by the hundreds that are going to come into the kingdom of God because of your outreaches. So get ready to be an individual that outreaches to the lost communities in this area. Get ready to be part of a ministry that reaches to the lost and the lonely and the hurting and the hungry. And so the Lord would say, I'm anointing you. I'm anointing you. I'm anointing you. Evangelism. 
evangelism, evangelism, but it's a brand new kind of evangelism for you. Now there's going to be a power dimension, a power dimension like you've never known. Power evangelism, power evangelism, power evangelism. Get out there on the streets and pray for the sick and pray for the drug addicts and pray for the crippled and you'll begin to see supernatural things right before your eyes. Now the Lord would say, in order for you to fulfill the will of God, I've got to change some things. You've been walking down a certain path, walking down the road, doing the will of God, just trying to take it easy and just kind of laying back and saying, well, I love God. I have a fire and a fervor and a zeal in me, but I really don't know uh, about how forceful and how aggressive and how uh, over uh, barren I need to be. You need a lot. You need to be a lot more there, overbearing than you are. And so God says, go for it, be bold, be aggressive, be bold, be aggressive. Remember, the gospel is the power of God. The gospel is the power of God, not your personality, not your brain, not your mind, but the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So begin to share it as never before, and you'll begin to see supernatural results also. You've been going through a spiritual struggle now for over a year and a half. No one in the room knows this except your fiancé that you've really been under an attack. You know that something was wrong and you've been searching your heart, talking to her about it like maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I'm on the wrong path. The Lord would say, Prophet Kramer has been sent to let you know you didn't do anything wrong. The Lord would say, it's not your fault. 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 It's called a time of trouble. A time of trouble. You've gone through a time of trouble because it happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. But the Lord would say, keep your armor on. Keep the shield up. Keep the sword swinging. And you will win and you will prevail. For the Lord would say, you've always won. You're, you're a winner. You're a winner. You're a winner. You're a winner. And the Lord would say, you're a walking miracle. If I hadn't intervened in your life, you wouldn't have made it through your teen years. You would have been in a hole, in a grave, in a coffin, in a cemetery. But God would say, I found you. You didn't find me. I found you. And I broke off of you that assignment of the enemy. I broke premature death off of you. I broke a family curse off of you. And now you're ready to run the race. So get up and run the race. It's a race. It's the race. I want you to see it as a race. Be highly competitive, man of God. And do not settle for bronze. Do not even get excited over silver. But the Lord would say, go for the gold. I place an excellent spirit in you and on you this day. And you will never allow anyone to take your place in the kingdom of God, says the Lord. Amen. And the Lord would say, my daughter, miracles, miracles, and more miracles. Get ready for supernatural outbreaks on the left and on the right. Get ready for me to intervene into the natural course and affairs of your life. Get ready for a brand new path to be revealed and unveiled. You've been feeling a change. You've been feeling like something has lifted because something has lifted. Old graces are coming off of you tonight. They're not going to linger. Don't go back and try to take them and put them on. A new clean a set of clothes. New clothes, new clothes, new clothes, new clothes. Off with the old clothes of grace and on with a brand new layer of grace. The early church knew great grace. Same to you. Same to you, woman of God. Great grace will be upon you. And I'm not asking you to prophesy, I'm telling you. The Lord would say, take your gift to the next level. Take it to the next level. Get ready to prophesy corporately. Get ready to prophesy individually. You need to stir that gift up on the inside as well, says God. 
I've also brought you to this place so that you can hear the affirmation of your God. You have been searching your heart a little too much. You've been saying, well, maybe there was something wrong that led to some circumstances that I've been dealing with, and maybe I missed the will of God. You are in the middle. You are in the middle of the will of God. So relax, relax, relax. I'm going to take care of all future adjustments. The Lord would say, I want you to be active. I want you to be fulfilled. I want you to be productive in the kingdom of God. So the anointing that I gave you, I gave it to you the same night I found you. When I found you and when I ransomed you and washed you and cleansed you, I gave you an unction. I gave you an anointing. And it's not going to stagnate. It's going to grow and increase by leaps and bounds. You are only experiencing the second level. There are five more shuba there are five more levels of anointing come up to level two it'll be good come up to level two the spirit of god the spirit of wisdom the spirit of counsel there is upon you for the younger women of your generation get ready they're going to invite you on the college campuses they're going to invite you to come in and to speak to women's groups they're going to invite you to come in and to share your testimony. Get it ready. Get your testimony ready. Get it ready. Because young women will be encouraged by the words that come out of your mouth. Know this, you're an encourager. Know this, you're an encourager. Don't worry about long, prolonged preachings and teachings. That's not what I've called you to do. But you're an encourager. Get ready to be one-on-one, highly relational, a good connector. Get ready. Get ready to be an encourager to all of my people. And also, my daughter, some judgments have been released against you. There was an individual that was highly offended at you and words came out of that person's mouth that were curse-like in nature. Le mande, kodadasan, oshi pikasa, umaman bedendi. So menchi, I am breaking the word curses off of you. They had the problem, you didn't. They had the problem, you didn't. They took the bait of Satan. They took the offense. They took the bait of Satan and tried to put it on you. I break off of you there each and every word curse that has been launched against you. Now you're free and clear. Now you're free and clear. Run the race, run the race, run the race, run the race. Oh, and listen to me. Have some fun, fun, fun. You're taking things too seriously. Have some fun, fun, fun. Have some fun, 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 says the Lord, and your daddy will not take your T-bird away. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. Come on over here, guys. Uh, real, real quick, I was uh, in Maine uh, not long ago, uh, and at the end of the prophecy, I said, and the Lord would say, in the prophecy, and the Lord would say, have fun, 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 and your daddy will not take your T-bird away. So the church giggled, and I thought, I just prophesied the lyrics to a Beach Boys song over a 60-year-old grown man a professional, a successful man, and his wife was next to him, and the church did what you did. Oh, that was cute. So after the meeting, she walks up. This is Saturday night. So the next morning, Sunday morning, she said, this past Wednesday was my husband's birthday. I bought him a convertible T-bird. Can you believe that? See, that, those are the backstories that you think, why did he say, have fun, fun, fun? and your daddy will not take your T-bird away. That's not even scriptural. But, but the point is, you now know the backstory, and it's often the backstory that make the prophecies so accurate. Isn't that awesome? 
I just came from another church where the pastor came to me and said, you said things over people where, I've I got to be honest, I was, I, was, I was sure you were wrong because I didn't know those things about those people. See, he went around. He went around to check up on me. Feel free. Feel free. If a prophet doesn't want to be checked up on, he needs to find another job. Because we need to test and try and prove and judge all things. Then we hold fast to that which is good. But he went around and he said, person after person said, this was true, this was accurate. I, I didn't know you were depressed. I've been depressed, haven't told anybody. But just person after person uh, came forth with a positive, affirming testimony as to the accuracy. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, the supernatural realm is real. Prophecy is real. Dreams are real. Visions are real. Angels are real. Devils are real. God is real. And there's an atmospheric change taking place. And everyone in this church, at least, is going to begin to have a newfound confidence in the supernatural. Because she's going to start prophesying. And she's going to start prophesying. Amen. Well, how are they going to do it? They're going to do it by faith. That sounds risky. Now you're getting it. Try going to 50 churches a year where you don't know anybody. And they expect you to read their mail. Come on, try that someday. I go home and I, I'll be honest, I go home and say, well, I'm, I'm not doing that again. And then he says, you big baby, get up and do the will of God. This is risky stuff. Come on. But the supernatural is real. Okay, here we go. So you guys are married, yeah. right? And what's your first name? Zach. Zach and? Christina. Christina, here we go. I've got big plans for both of you. You're about one-third uh, done, one-third with your trainings behind you, but there's two-thirds training ahead of you. I've called you two to senior leadership. I've called you two to senior leadership. I've called you two to church planting. I've called you two to expand the kingdom. I've called you two to step on at least three college campuses. I've called you two to find and have your own building. I've called you two to lead the flock. I've called you two to train men and women in the ministry. I've called you two to be ministers, uh, as my word says, flames of fire. So I'm lighting a newer, bigger, brighter, hotter, all-consuming fire in both of you. You'll be radical. You'll be fanatical. You two will burn bright, bright, bright. Uh, you'll be like uh, that uh, uh, light on a hill that we will not put a basket over and hide, but let your lights shine, my son and daughter. Listen to this. Get ready for political uh, ambitions. Get ready to be used in the political realm or the political uh, uh, agenda. Uh, get ready, uh, says the Lord, to be more political in your approach. I need some salt in the political systems around you. So get ready to apply for uh, positions to get nominated and get elected and get ready. Get ready, get ready to jump in to the political arena, says the Lord. Also, my son and daughter, uh, the enemy has come against you with an anger and a fury and a rage 
And they, these devils, have tried to undermine both of you. They've tried to restrict you. Uh, they've tried to impart fear into both of you. But the good news is tonight, you two have resisted the fear that has tried to come into you. You've kept your armor on. You've kept the shield up. Uh, and the Lord says, continue to resist fear. Do not let it uh, attach itself to you. But the Lord would say, the two of you need to rest in me. My word says that we need to labor to enter into the rest. You two have been laboring for the last seven years. God says, you've gone through things other couples never would have had to manage, and they couldn't have managed it, uh, but your faith was tested, uh, and you've come through with shining colors. And tonight it's a graduation service for the both of you. You're graduating from the school of hard knocks. You're graduating from the school of persecution and abandon and rejection and betrayal and all that charismatic stuff that was thrown against you too early in your spiritual life. But the Lord would say of this day, the witchcraft spirit that you two have had conversations about is coming off of both of you. Witchcraft has come against you from outside the church and from within the church. I don't mean the church that you attend. And the Lord would say, I'm breaking that witchcraft off of both of you. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And watch, you're going to have uh, mind-blowing results as a result of the witchcraft coming off of both of you. Things are going to radically and powerfully change uh, in every area of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. The Lord would say there's even a family curse that has lingered over the both of you from seven generations ago. It has wreaked havoc in your lives in ways that the public does not know about. But tonight I'm putting an end to it, says the Lord. I am the great liberator. I am the great liberator. And I'm going to liberate you and you from each and every family curse. There, there, I snapped the neck of that paralyzing spirit. I snapped the neck of that spirit of intimidation and fear. And now your confidence will soar, man and woman of God. Get ready for leadership responsibilities. Get ready to go to the next level. Uh, get ready to go home at night and say, man, we're tired, but we're having the best time of our lives. For God would say, I've got a new assignment, a new assignment, a new assignment. I've tested you, and I found out that, number one, you two have been faithful in that which is least. I tested you and found out that, number two, you've been faithful in that which is another's. And then, number three, the big test, you've been faithful in the money management of your life, the unrighteous uh, uh, mammon there. So God says, now you've passed the threefold faithfulness test. Get up, get up, and do what I've called you to do with great joy, with great insight, with great revelation. You'll be a woman of revelation. They will not be able to shut you up. They will not be able to shut you up. They will not be able to shut you up. But the word of the Lord will rise up and flow forth from you. A woman who will know the times and seasons of God. And you will announce and declare these prophetic seasons too the body of Christ. So get ready for changes, get ready for transformations, get ready for healings and restorations. I am now rebuking the devourer, rebuking the devourer that has caused some financial issues. And now, and now I'm moving you there, there. I'm moving you under that window of heaven. Oh yeah, yeah. You're going to like this. And God says there will be a dramatic increase in the financial dimension of your lives, says the Amen. Go get him. 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 God bless you. Amen. Amen. Now you need to know this. You probably already do, but you need to know this. I'm going to say it. I've said it a million times. Prophecy speaks to potential. Prophecy speaks to potential. Her potential. Their potential. Her potential. Their potential. Their potential. Prophecy speaks to potential. 
Whether you get there or not depends on your response. I have a sermon called, It's Not My Fault. And I preach it every couple years with some tragic examples of people's prophecies that didn't come to pass. And they wanted to blame me. And the sermon's entitled, It's Not My Fault. So as much as I am completely responsible for every prophecy I get, so are you. If you don't meet the conditions, cheer up. Your prophecy can't come to pass. And the two types of conditions that you have to meet are, number one, the implied, sorry, the stated prophecies in the Word of God, right here. You've got to meet these conditions, stated in the Word of God. And the other type of condition are the implied conditions, the ones that were spoken to you in the body of your personal prophecy. And if you listened to these prophecies so far, there were, there were implied conditions in each and every one of those prophetic promises. So you've got to obey the stated conditions of God's word, and you have to meet the implied conditions that are given to you in the body of your personal prophecy. Isn't that awesome? Good, good, good. All right, so everybody doing good? Okay, now what I'd like to do is just move a little differently, uh, and I'm going to stand you up. I'm going to ask you for your names for the sake of the recording, uh, and then we'll see what God does in that area. Is that okay? So get ready for an atmospheric change. Get ready. I didn't make that up. I didn't say that to impress anybody. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's going to linger. It's going to grow. I've been told over the years that it lasts for months. Months after I'm gone, gone, pastors tell me. They just, in fact, things happened so powerfully a month ago. Um, my wife and I were in Connecticut ministering, and they asked me to speak Thursday and Friday night. And to have breakfast Saturday morning, we were going to go home. So the pastor and his wife picked us up for breakfast Saturday morning and said, would you consider staying over? Why? And they said, you don't understand. We're, we're not done. I said, well, what are you proposing? We'd like you to do both Sunday morning services. Oh, so it was a big deal. My wife had things she had to go home for. I said, isn't that funny? I woke up this morning thinking that I was supposed to stay over but never said a word, which is very rare, in fact, unique. Uh, and so we agreed to stay over and had two outstanding uh, Sunday morning services because that atmosphere had changed as a result of Thursday and Friday. They said, you can't leave. There's too much work undone. And so we stayed over, doubled the number of meetings, and had a great pair of Sunday morning meetings. So that's called being flexible. You know? You know now, I know charismatics. We, we, are, uh, we believe that we don't have a liturgy. Bless God. We're, you know, we're charismatics. We don't have a liturgy. And we put down the Catholics and the Episcopalians and all the mainline denominational churches because, you know, they have liturgies. But bless God, we're charismatics. And, and we don't have a liturgy. Right. We just do the same thing in every meeting all the time. But we don't have a liturgy. <laughs> And as soon as God wants to move in our non-liturgical uh, charismatic services, everybody gets all, all you know, wow, what, what did he do that for? What, what? So again, part of responding to a new atmosphere is being moldable and flexible and pliable and doing. I pastored three churches, and because of my gifting, I was very flexible. And I used to really frustrate the worship team. And I would frustrate the people and keep them on their toes because I didn't know what I was doing. They certainly didn't know what I was doing. 
And many times we'd, we'd cut the worship way, way short, and they didn't know why. I said, because God's done. And then there's times when we'd go way, way long, and they didn't have any songs. I said, sing the first ones again. And we'd go way, way long, because that's what God was doing. And that's what should drive you. What is God doing? And then do that. And then do that. Amen. Okay, good. Um, are you a pastor? Are you a pastor? Were you introduced as a pastor? You're a pastor? Why don't you stand right up if you would, please. What's your first name? Matt. Hey, Matt. Close your eyes. Labenda. Lord says, son, it's been tough plowing. Uh, the ground has not really produced. You've been like a worker in the kingdom. Uh, you're worthy to be in the kingdom because you have not looked back. As my word says, anyone who wants to be considered worthy of the kingdom, you've got to set your uh, hand to the plow, but you can't look back. You can't look back. You're not looking back, but you're not making the progress forward that you've wanted to. So I'm going to remove disloyalty and unfaithfulness from the people in your life. I'm going to remove those who are disloyal. I'm going to remove those who are unfaithful. I'm going to remove the complainers. I'm going to remove the babies. I don't want you to pastor a bunch of grown-up babies who are always murmuring and always complaining and always have their agenda. And I don't want people to control the purse strings anymore in the church. I'm going to give you new freedom regarding the financial aspect of your life and ministry and of the people that you leave. And I'm going to give you a new uh, group of young men and women to train and to raise up and to send them out. Get ready to be a greater trainer. Get ready to be one that trains and imparts and instills values into the younger generation. My son, you have always been attracted to those who emphasize character, integrity, and honesty. These are the foundation stones of your ministry. But the Lord would say, I need to add a new dimension to you tonight. You got excited. There was a thrill that took place in you when Prophet Kramer talked about an atmospheric change. You said, man, do we need that bad? Well, God says, get up tomorrow morning early, and get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. An atmospheric change is going to take place first in you. You are a contagious man. People are going to catch the contagiousness of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord would say, revival is your middle name. You've read about it. You're an historian of revivals. And you've wondered where revivals were. Well, one's going to start in you there. And it's going to catch, catch, catch around those that follow you. So get ready for growth and expansion and increase. I break off of you failure. And I release onto you success, success, success in the ministry that I've called you to, says the Lord. Get ready for the pulpit to change. I don't want you to emphasize so much teaching as I do preaching and prophesying. Change the course of your uh, ministry. Uh, get away from long, drawn-out teachings and get into preaching and prophesying, preaching and prophesying, preaching and prophesying. Get ready to reach a much younger group of uh, growing uh, uh, teens and early 20s, uh, says the Lord. Amen. Go get them. 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 Amen. You guys, husband and wife? Yes. Why don't you guys stand right up? Amen. That was a good word for you. Amen. Now listen, before we go any further, uh, pastors tell me this is their favorite part of the meetings, the stuff I share in between. Listen, we know in part and we prophesy in part. Well, when Prophet Kramer prayed for the little married girl here that was on the keyboard, he didn't say anything to her about her keyboard playing. She didn't need a word. Is that you? She didn't need a word about her keyboard playing. She knows she plays the keyboard. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But what she did need was she needed the secrets of her heart 
addressed. That's what prophets do. You don't know this, but I was addressing secrets in their hearts that you don't even know about. Sometimes pastors, like I told you, they check up on me. Even they didn't know some of the secrets in their hearts. But that's what prophets do. God reveals to me uh, secrets, uh, and uh, I go from there. Uh, and so if you wonder, well, why didn't God say these things? Listen, prophecy is not all-inclusive. In one two-minute prophecy, you're not going to hear about everything that God is doing in your life. It's just not possible. So rather than say, huh, I didn't hear about this or this or this in my prophecy, what you should say is, wow, Almighty God chose to speak to me about these five areas. I was thinking and hoping maybe about these five areas. He didn't say any of those things, huh? But what he did say was, oh, and you've got to pay attention to what God did say. I hear this all the time. When you prophesied over me, we had no idea what you were talking about. We had no idea how it was going to come to pass. We had no idea. But you know what? God did everything you said. Listen to this. A lady just stopped me in the bank, in the bank, and she got a little loud, so all the bank tellers heard her. Years ago, I stood her up. This is her testimony. She was new in the kingdom. She was watching me do this and went, I don't know about this guy. So I stood her up, stopped her, cold in her tracks, and I said, you have a ministry with children. She told me, I didn't like children, and I didn't want a ministry with children. Number one, you were wrong. Number two, you said I was going to have a ministry with the prisoners in prison. I didn't care about prisons and prisoners, and I wasn't going to have a ministry with prisoners. So I sat down and said, huh, he was wrong with me. After the prophetic word, law enforcement found her after being on the run for felony charges for 20 years. They arrested her, and they put her in prison. Not jail, in prison. There, she led at least one Muslim woman to the Lord and another woman to the Lord. And when she got out of prison, she joined a church, and guess what she's doing now? Children's ministry. All my bank tellers are going, oh, that's very interesting, because she was saying it really loud right in front of the bank tellers. Listen, God has his ways and means committee. He'll use angels if he wants to. You've been the beneficiary, you just don't know it. You've entertained him and didn't even know it. But he'll also take it under his personal responsibility to move in your life. He'll make this happen. The supernatural is real. I saw a business with your name on it. I don't know you. I don't know anything about your finances. Bear with me. I don't know if you're good with money or not. I don't know if they're good with I don't know anything about it. But I know what I saw. If seers tried to examine everything they see, they'd probably never say a word. Because I have no idea why I see what I see or how it's going to happen. I have no idea. If I can speak to an Australian in Coptic Egyptian and tell him he needs more joy, hey, God can do anything. So get ready. The atmosphere is going to change here, and you're going to have to adjust to it, and you're going to have to do some things differently. It can't be the same non-liturgical liturgy we have every week.
If people don't like it, they can go somewhere else. There's a lot of liturgies around here. Before you even get there, you can figure out what they're going to do because they've been doing the same thing for 75 years. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry to make you wait. I didn't forget. And what's your first name? Suzanne. Suzanne and Mark. Mark. Um, the Lord would say you guys are going to begin to see some restitution for things that were done to you two in the past. When I looked at you, I see justice raining down over both of you. You've not cried out. You've not murmured. You've not complained. But you were scrutinized, criticized, undermined. You went through abandonment. You went through betrayal. And the Lord told me to tell you, kids, please forgive his ignorant bride that did you two so much harm. The witchcraft that you two knew came from within the church. It was launched against you. The enemy did everything he could to wipe you two out. But you are survivors. But the Lord would say, now you're coming into a season of high productivity. I see you ministering to young married couples who are on the verge of divorce. They're going to rip up those divorce papers because of your involvement. I also see personal family tragedy that has weighed upon you heavily. And the Lord would say, the days of your mourning are over. The days of your mourning are over. And the joy of the Lord is your strength, and it's going to blossom and bloom like never before. The Lord says, you've been a man with a word on the inside of you, wondering who listens to anything I have to say. God says, get ready. Your audience is going to come to you, and you're coming into a brand new season. I just saw you open the Bible, and all the dust came off it, because there was no one open to the message that God gave you. And the Lord says, son and daughter, you two tried to connect with several other ministries in the past, and it didn't work. But again, please forgive my ignorant bride that did you two so much harm. But now you've connected. Now there's an umbilical cord between you and the Holy Spirit. And he's going to begin to pour his life into both of you. And the end of a thing is going to be better than the beginning. And the Lord would say, I always save the best wine for last. So get ready for the best wine to be poured in you and to be shed over you. I just see a brand new anointing over both of you. Your best days are before you. So get ready, get ready, get ready to run the race. Get ready to be highly productive. Get ready to make a big difference in your generation. There are also some health issues on both of you. I break them off of you there. And I break them off of you there. And the doctors are going to say, man, those things went backwards and got better than they ever were. So get ready to run the race, run the race, run the race, says. Also, the Lord would say, someone took advantage of you, and there was a major financial ripoff that took place in your lives, and you gave it to God years ago as seed. Because you gave it to God, and you forgave, it turned into seed. So there's this massive amount of seed in the ground all around you. So get ready for a massive financial harvest. There we go. Says the Lord. Amen. Good, good, good. Good, good, good. Good, 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 good. Are you guys a husband and wife right here? That means you're the wife. That's right. And you're the husband. Stand up, man of God. Stand up, a woman of God, if you would, if you would, if you would. Uh, before I prophesy over dad and mom, uh, uh, what's your young son's name? Judah. Hey, Judah, stand up, man. Uh, how old are you? Twelve. Twelve, stay away from girls. Amen, good. <laughs> Judah, when I looked at you, musical notes started jumping all off of you. So there's a musical gift, skill, talent, and ability that God wants you to grow into and develop. So you're just not going to be a kid that sings or that plays one instrument, but layers, 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 multiple layers of musical 
gifts, skills, talents, and abilities. And I just see you writing all kinds of scores, like musical scores for productions and, and theater, and just like a, a prolific musical composer, that anointing is going to come upon you. Now, you can talk this over with your parents. You can do it if you want, or if you don't, but do it. And so God just shows me a highly gifted musical gift to the body of Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Judah, right? Judah, okay. And uh, what's your name? Darrell. Hey, Darrell. And? Michelle. Michelle, join hands, you guys. Uh, Lord told me to tell you uh, that he brought you because in spite of your smiles and your warmth and your love, uh, you've been going through a spiritual warfare that's been almost uh, more devastating than you two can handle. And there's stuff going on in the home. Spiritual warfare... I'm going to speak very carefully because your children are here, but there are powers present in the home that are demonic in nature, and you two have sensed that something is up. Your neighbors don't want you there. There are witches and an activity of witchcraft uh, that's come against both of you. Uh, they have tried to put some curses on your health, so I'm going to tap you on your head lightly there. I break those assignments off of your physical health that come as a result of some witches that know you better than you know them. And the Lord would say to both of you, hold your ground, hold your ground, hold your ground. In fact, the Lord would say you're about to see an expansion and an increase of your responsibilities in the kingdom. You've been taking some steps backward because of the fury of the attack against both of you. You've just been plummeted by and plummeted by the enemy. Uh, and the Lord says, you've stood your ground. The armor and the shield did its job. But I'm now going to bring you into a place of greater responsibility and greater authority because you've earned it. In the kingdom, we all get power. It's automatic. We get gifts because he's incredibly generous. But we earn our authority. So son and daughter, get ready to begin to move in greater spiritual authority because you've earned it. Again, you have power. You've got gifts, but now you're going to begin to wield those gifts with a newfound authority because you've earned it. The last three and a half years have been very difficult. I just saw the words to hell and back. You two could write a book over the last three and a half years. He's right. We've been to hell and back. You did nothing wrong, but I'm supposed to say some people that you thought were for you were against you. They conspired against you. They prayed against you. They prophesied against you. They had dreams and visions against you. We call that charismatic witchcraft. And the Lord would say, there, I'm breaking all of that off of you. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Lord says, I brought you here to let you know I'm with you and I'm for you and I'm not against you. Don't give another thought to some kind of mistake on our part that caused these things to happen. You were marked, you were marked, you were marked. But you've won and you've prevailed because you are in Christ. And so the Lord would say, look for major changes to take place in your life. I'm going to reposition both of you. You've done nothing wrong, but I've got to reposition you in order to use you to your maximum ability in the kingdom. So I also see a couple who is going to begin to develop brand new relationships. And as a couple of color, I see red and yellow, black and white. I see red and yellow, black and white. They're all precious in your sight. I see multi-ethnic, multi uh, 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 colored, uh, multi-racial. Uh, 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 I see red and yellow, black and white, red and yellow, black and white. And for some reason, it's going to be a real racial mixture. 
and to get ready for some Caucasian people who are going to say, man, you're the first couple of color we've ever contacted with. And so I'm supposed to say this to you, the white people need you. The white people need you. And so get ready, get ready, get ready. Some Caucasian people are going to fall madly in love with both of you and become some of your best friends. Childhood, childhood, childhood. We can't talk about it in public. We can't mention some of the hell you went through. But what was done was illegal. What was done, if it had been done today and found out properly, they would have served time for what was done. But I'm going to heal you there. I'm going to restore you in the inside. You will not bear that woundedness any longer, says the Lord. And that, that hole in your spirit, that father wound, that father wound that's been in you for many, many years, God is there. I just healed it. I don't mean in your physical heart, but in your spirit. Um, the Lord also told me to tell you uh, that you have, uh, listen to this, you have some digestive issues and dietary changes that need to take place that's going to help some physical issues. You don't need a prescription. You don't need a doctor's visit. It's going to be a simple uh, 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 decision to change some dietary habits and it's going to have a profound effect on your physical body and I have no idea what I'm talking about so I didn't say stop taking your medicine did anybody hear me say that I did not say stop taking medicine if you are on any keep doing what you're doing but some dietary changes are going to give you dramatic physical results isn't that awesome also and your little one has a very high level of intelligence. He's got this intellectual thing going on in his brain. And God says, there, I'm going to turn it on, and he's going to become just like an intellectual leader in his generation. Doesn't mean he's going to be sophisticated or snobby, or just means he's very, very intelligent. And so his intelligence is going to be part of the call of God that is upon his life, says the Lord. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Good, good, good. 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 Good to see you guys again. Those guys are growing like weeds. Holy moly macaroni. Do you realize you have two pink ears sticking out of your hair? Do you realize that? Did you do that on purpose? Did you? You realize they're there, right? Oh, good. I like them. I like them. My dear, would you please stand up real quick? What's your first name? Hey, Christine? Chrissy. Hey, Chrissy. Uh, Chrissy, for a long time now, you've had a bout of depression. It comes and goes. It came back on you this year worse than ever, and you can't break it off of you because it's generational in nature. That means it's a spirit. So you can treat it all you want, but it's not going to go away until Jesus breaks it off of you, which is exactly what he's going to do tonight. So of all the things you came here for, the number one priority as far as the Lord's concerned is to get the spirit of heaviness off of you. So in his name, yeah. In the name of the one whose name is above every name. I snap the neck of the spirit of depression that has tormented you from a very early age. It started around 9 or 10 years of age and got really worse as the years progressed. This has been one of the worst years. I snap the neck of the spirit of depression, the spirit of heaviness. I snap its neck. I paralyze the spirit that has paralyzed you. I declare he's gone. I declare he's out. He's out! And now there's an emptiness and a void in your spirit that must be filled. So in the place of the spirit of heaviness, I now release the oil of joy. There. The oil of joy is being poured in. Now in the place of the spirit of heaviness, 
comes the oil of joy. Imagine this, an anointing of joy. An anointing of joy. So, also, you've had an incident that you could have held on to with great unforgiveness, a personal violation that took place in your life. And it would have been easy to live in unforgiveness over this thing that was done. You never have done it. You always haven't felt right or good or happy. Those are natural emotions. But you never harbored unforgiveness. Because of that, you've remained free from what that could have done to you. There's been some damage emotionally. But because you've walked in forgiveness and not unforgiveness, that thing has not controlled you. So from this day and for the next seven months, you're going to experience on a daily basis greater freedom and greater liberty and release from all that emotional baggage that you've had to handle for years from a much earlier, very delicate and personal experience that we can't talk about in public. So the depression is gone. Do you understand me? It left the building, all right? And in its place, oil is being poured into you, the oil of joy. Remember, it's your strength. You may be seated. Are you guys husband and wife? Why don't you guys stand right up if you would, please. Your name, sir? Jack. Hey, Jack. And? Donna. Donna. Hey, Jack and Donna. Uh, get ready for the ride of your life. I just saw a carnival. And you know how, as kids, we used to love carnivals, couldn't wait to get on the Ferris wheel and the merry-go-round and the bumper cars and, you know, all that stuff. That's our generation. And the Lord says, you guys are about to come into a new season personally with much more to do for the Lord. It's going to be like an amusement park. There's going to be new rides and entertainment and fun and just a time of exhilaration. And yet God is going to use you to change the course of lives. There's a number of sovereign encounters that God has already shown me. He's going to line them up. And you two are going to be inserted into situations where you're going to look at one another and think, this is what Denny said was going to happen. So you're not going to have to make it happen. It's not going to be artificial or contrived or man-made or manufactured. God says, you and you have been trained for this moment of influence in people's lives. So big doors are going to open. People are going to open their hearts to both of you. And it's going to be like, this is so obvious. This is what Denny was talking about. And then the anointing of God is going to come on you. And you're going to pour your wisdom and your experience and your love and your healing into a bunch of hurting, hurting people. And so God says, get ready. Uh, doors are going to open. I'll make the connections. All you've got to do is say, Lord, here we are. Send us. Amen. Good, 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 good. Also, my dear, we, I'm not done with you, my dear. Real quick, stand up. Um, I just looked at you. And the faucet, your dream faucet got turned off years ago. You used to have dreams. And then the faucet got turned off because you went through some physical issues. And so the dream faucet hasn't really been opened for years. But the Lord would say, <laughs> the Lord would say, it's a little rusty, squeak, 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 a little squeaky because it hasn't been opened. The Lord says, I am opening her dream faucet. There, I'm opening it up. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Dreams are coming back, dreams are coming back, dreams are coming back, dreams are coming back. Dreams are coming back. Dreams are coming back. Dreams are coming back. So go to bed and dream. 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 Dream, 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 dream. Dream, 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 dream. You may be seated. Amen, amen, amen. Everybody doing good? 
Amen, amen. Do you please stand up right here real quick, if you don't mind? What's your first name? Connie. Hey, Connie. And Connie, are you married? Okay. Single, divorced, what? Yeah, yeah, just Widows. asking. Yeah, okay. You're widowed. Yeah, okay. Were you divorced first? I and was then... divorced first, but now he's I got gotcha. you. Yeah, so you're, you're right. You were married, then you were divorced, and now you're widowed. Yeah, that's a straight answer. Uh, I wasn't implying. I was just curious. So... <laughs> Uh, so, um, anyways, the Lord has brought you here uh, to talk about a couple of things. Do you have any children? Yes. Okay. Are they in this room? No. Okay, good. And how many do you have? Okay. Uh, and so the Lord says part of your new assignment is going to be a new openness uh, from them, uh, and you have some things to say to them that God is going to allow you to say long overdue, and so it's going to be a time of openness and communication, and it's going to be something that you've wanted to have happen for a long, long time. So get ready for a reconnection. Get ready for an open dialogue. Uh, get ready for something very important to be talked about between you and at least one of your children, if not both of them. So it's going to be very healing, very therapeutic, and long overdue, long overdue, long overdue, long overdue. I also just saw your checking account. And I see that bills have gone up and income has gone down. And you said to the Lord the other day, boy, about 20 or 25% increase sure would be helpful there. God says, watch what I'm going to do for you financially because I love you. And the Lord would say, many, many years ago, God gave you the revelation of tithing. You got it. You looked at it and said, man, that's the way to go. So uh, get back to that revelation. Do exactly what God told you to do in that earlier revelation of tithing, not tipping. We have a lot of tippers in the church, but not tithers. That's always a popular message. <laughs> Are you a tipper or a tither? And so God's going to begin to reward you for the years of faithful sowing in terms of tithing. But what I'm supposed to tell you is there's a couple financial things that you need to address that he's going to talk to you about, things that you're going to need to kind of deal with. And as you do, it'll just benefit you in the long run. The other thing I'm supposed to tell you is about a list of gifts on the inside of you. Number one, you're an encourager. Number two, you're merciful. Number three, you're prophetic, but you haven't stirred that gift up in a long time because it was a lot of hard work and most people didn't receive it. They had the problem, you didn't. So stir up mercy, stir up encouragement, stir up the prophetic. Also, the gifts of the Spirit... Uh, were more a part of your life 15 years ago than they have been lately. So God would say, we're going to go back to the original list in 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm going to reactivate there the gift of the word of knowledge, the gift of the word of wisdom, the discerning of spirits, and the gift of prophecy. One, two, three, four. Says the Lord, your best days are before you. Get up and run the race. Stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. The Lord would say that the enemy came against you in such a devastating manner that he took your joy from you and he took your song from you. But the Lord would say you're being healed tonight in the presence of these witnesses. You're going to see a dramatic increase of joy and your song is going to return and you're going to catch yourself just in spontaneous song thinking, man, ever since he broke that depression off of me and that discouragement off of me, he was right. My song has return. Slap me five. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Real, real quick. Will you please stand up? And what's your first name? Marissa. Marissa. Hey, Marissa. Um, uh, nations, 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 nations. Uh, you had them on your mind and on your heart for years, but you thought based on current circumstances, you'll never be able to travel and minister to other nations. But I've got the baggage, the luggage you're going to buy. I've got a passport with your name on it. I'm going to begin to 
bring finances into your life so that you can begin to consider seriously what nations I've called you to. So as I was walking by you, I saw nations, 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 nations. So don't quit your job. Don't take your money. Don't buy a ticket. Don't get a passport and buy luggage just because I said it. Let confirming circumstances prevail, but I do believe you're called to nations. Not one, but more than one. So get ready at some point in time to be a gift to other nations. Isn't that awesome? Slap you five. Amen. And, and are you bilingual? Okay, because you won't get by in, with your English-speaking language. So you're going to have to have you know, some translators to work with you. So it's hard work, but it'll get done. So slap me five. Amen. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Real, real quick, can I pray for you? Don't mind. What's your first name? Hey, Jesse. Jesse, uh, the last year has been a year uh, of deep prayer, meditation, seeking God, putting Him first, readjusting your life, reprioritizing, reprioritizing, reprioritizing. And about a year ago, you had to make a decision about just what you're going to do with your life and what direction you were going to go. So you made the right decision then. You've been wondering whether you did. You did. You're on the right track. You're on the right track. You're on the right track. You've had many offers. You're gifted multi-gifted, multi-talented, intelligent. Uh, your education's not done. You have much to do in the area of uh, a secular role and secular influence. You're going to be a marketplace ministry that's going to affect others in the marketplace. Uh, but the Lord would say, I brought you here tonight. I know nothing about you. But the Lord said, I brought you here tonight to change the atmosphere in you. You're going to leave with a new sense of the stirring of God and the Holy Spirit on the inside. You're truly spirit-filled. There are times when you'd love to pray for people. You'd love to lay hands on the sick, and you'd love them to recover. There, they shall. The healing gift has been imparted tonight. You also have a gift of tongues and interpretation. There, stir up both those gifts. Begin to speak in tongues and interpret over individuals or even over uh, entire churches. The Lord would say... I'm about to speed up the growth and development of your life and ministry. I've got a path already marked out for you. You're not going to know everything that I'm going to do. I'm going to surprise, surprise, surprise you. Uh, but continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Continue to walk by faith and not by sight. And even in areas of your personal life where there's been some disappointment, you had to make some hard decisions to stay in the will of God. But you made the right ones, you made the right ones, you made the right ones. And I'm going to bless you, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to bless you, says the Lord, for your obedience to the call of God, says the Lord. Slap me five. Amen. Good luck. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Everybody doing good? Good, 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 good. I see some old faces who are older than they were last time I saw them, but who, who isn't? Who isn't? Who isn't? Who isn't? Who isn't? Uh, young man, would you please stand up? What's your first name? Roy. Roy. Hey, Roy. Uh, Roy, the Lord said, I'm going to remove disappointment from your life, and I'm going to begin to connect you to the will of God again. The enemy has tried to disconnect you several times from the will of God. You've gone through incredible spiritual battles. You've been walking by faith, not by sight. Uh, things have not always worked out to please you, but you've pleased God in your willingness to suffer for his name's sake. 
But God told me to tell you that your best days are before you. Be encouraged, my son. I've seen the financials, the financials that you've sowed. I see the seed that you've sowed. You've been a man of honor, a man of character, a man of integrity. But you've been out there on your own. Haven't really been able to connect with other men of God and other men of faith. But that connection's coming. So get ready to be part of a family. Get ready to be part of a community. Get ready to feel like you're really part of, of a family, a kingdom family. Uh, and the Lord would say you're going to sleep better. You have some rest issues, some sleep issues. They're, they're coming off of you. You're going to sleep deeply. You also have some blood pressure issues there. They're being healed as well. And so I brought you here to let you know you're my son. You're my son. You're my son. You have struggled with your past, wondering if you had made such a big mistake that I'm holding it against you. You keep going over this stuff in the past. Not at all. You're a man of character, integrity, honesty. You're sincere as the day is long, but you went through some stuff, and you begin, you've continued to blame yourself. It's time to get away from the blame game. Don't do it anymore. It's past you, behind you. The blood has been applied. The blood has been applied. I've washed you. I've cleansed you. I've washed you, and I've cleansed you. So put the past behind you. Focus on your future for your best days. Your best days are immediately in front of you. You're in a mess right now. You said, God, I don't know how to get out of these circumstances that I'm responsible for, God, and I'm a responsible guy, but I feel, God, like I need to be delivered. And God says, watch what I'm going to do over the next seven weeks. I'm going to begin to move powerfully in your life and move you to a place where you'll be, more, uh, you'll be more productive for me and you'll find your original ministry pur pur purpose coming to pass, says the Lord. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. Good, 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 good. Uh, now, again, I don't have any details except that you said you were a pastor. And I don't have any idea what's going on. But uh, if that's what I think it means, uh, either you have a staff or you want a staff, but there are major changes coming in people that you would consider staff or consider those who are helping you to do what you're called to do. So it's not going to be bad, but it's going to be major. So a shift, a shift, a shift in staff. You get what I'm saying? So that me fine. Amen. Good, 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 good. Amen. Real quick, little girl. What's your first name? Sarah, hey Sarah, uh, I saw a dream faucet over there, a squeaky, rusty dream faucet. Uh, you got a dream ministry. These dreams will not be about you or for you. They will be about and for others. In the last days, says the Word of God, in the last days. So you're under an unction where dreams are going to increase dramatically. Get ready to have very clear, very vivid, detailed dreams. Ninety percent of the content of your dreams will be symbolic. It will be symbolic. If you have a dream where you have a meat, meat cutter and you're cutting pieces of meat on a wood, it doesn't mean you should be a butcher. There's a symbolic meaning to the dream. If you have a dream where you're flying a kite, it doesn't mean go out and fly a kite. There's a symbolic thing going on. So dreams are highly symbolic, which means they have to be properly interpreted. So get the dreams from God. Ask him for the interpretation and the application because your dreams are going to be highly symbolic, but they're going to be a great benefit to people around you, says the Lord. I don't know what's going on. To me, you're very young, just as cute as can be, but I just see tears uh, flowing down your face uh, from some issues, 
and pressures and disappointments that you've been experiencing. But the Bible says that sorrow lasts only for the night, and then joy comes in the morning. So I don't know what's going to happen tonight when you sleep, but your angel is going to come into your bedroom, and your angel is going to touch your forehead and your heart, and your thoughts are going to be delivered uh, and your feelings are going to be delivered. So it's a combination of thoughts and feelings have brought some depression. So God says there, um, you're coming out of that place uh, and you're coming into a better place in me, says the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. I love the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is all right with me. All right with me. Good to see so many familiar faces. Wow. How old are you? 25. Cool. You married a single. Cool. Well, when I got near you, I heard wedding bells. Now, here's what that means. Here's what that means. It's none of my business. I'm not going to talk about your private life in front of people, but I'm a seer and a hearer. And when I got near you, I heard wedding bells. That's why I asked you whether you're married or single. Uh, and so, uh, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Here comes the bride. Here comes the bride. telling you. Get ready. All right? doesn't mean you do anything impulsively or whatever. And it doesn't mean all the young men gang up on you and say, hey, you had a word about marriage, I'll take you. <laughs> but it's in God's plan. Usually, sweetheart, we get a word from the Lord in the area that we need one. See what I mean? So God just doesn't say stuff to hear himself speak. So you'll either, either need it already or you're going to need it. You're going to need to know that's part of God's plan. Don't worry, don't fear, don't fret. Wedding bells are going to ring, okay? That's what I meant. Okay, let's stand tonight. Come on, let's stand. What I'd really like to do on the count of three, give Jesus Christ a big round of applause. You ready? One, two, three. Yeah! Thank you, Lord! Good job. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Awesome, 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 awesome. So the atmospheric change has begun. We'll be doing this again tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Be there or be square. I didn't even get to what I wanted to share, but I'm probably going to share tomorrow morning on the four steps to take when you get a prophecy. It'll be like 10 minutes. Uh, the four steps you need to take when you get a prophecy, you're all going to say, we know them. But I want to share them again, especially the last one, which most of you don't do. It's the most important of the four. So I'll take about 10 minutes sharing that. Then we're going to do some selectees, uh, and then I'll begin to move among the congregation and uh, prophesy to them. I'm feeling so good about things, I may even prophesy over some Democrats. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Here we go. That was a joke. Uh, oh, yeah. Can we give Denny a hand? Thanks. Uh, 
thank you guys for being here tonight and just helping to set that atmosphere and just draw out that gift that's in Denny. We believe that uh, God did some stuff in this room tonight. So uh, again, 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. If you're a part of New Life, thanks for being here in the morning. I know you're going to go home, set your alarm, and be here. Uh, If you're a visitor with us and you've got to go back to your home church tomorrow, uh, we just bless you because I believe that God's doing something not just here in our church but throughout the city. And there's something when we're together in unity that God's going to transform the whole city. So if you're going home to another church tomorrow morning, be blessed in Jesus' name and believe that that atmosphere that you experienced and that he talked about tonight is going with you. So let's just pray and then we're going to be dismissed. You can hang out as long as you want or if you need to go. But Father, we thank you for being in this place tonight. We thank you for your voice being heard here, Jesus. We thank you for the power of the words that you release over us that do things that we could never cause to happen in our own strength. Lord, be glorified and exalted through all the things that were spoken tonight. And as they continue to activate in our lives and as they continue to produce fruit, we just say thank you for your words in us. And Lord, bless us right now, even as we go from this place, we thank you that we go in your power and your mercy and your grace. Just continue to let our lives make you famous in Jesus' name. Amen.